AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel, and welcome to Bar Talk. Everybody got me craving for more Like that water keep coming back to shore I just can't get enough of her
G'day, it's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content, and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR. Mountie block to turn up shows, they know we're with it They talk online, we make them run, them boys ain't winning If I step back and do that music, young boys drilling Nah, this life ain't basic, why? I jump on tracks, they jump on tracks, let's see who makes it Can't talk on jewels, cause if I do, I'm leaving traces They know our faces, tell them, come test my patience What, if they bridge up, we burn that bridge, ain't no escaping Nah, we shoot, they drop, that boy can't duck, this ain't no matrix I love my life, but for my gang, I swear I'll chase it Like GTA, if I see him, I'll leave him wasted Yeah, that's how they're basic, bruh That's how they're basic, huh We built different From many blocks to turn up shows, they know we're with it They talk online, we make them run, them boys ain't winning If I step back and do that music, young boys drill them Nah, this life ain't basic, why? We built different From many blocks to turn up shows, they know we're with it they talk online, we make them run, them boys ain't winning If I step back and do that music, young boys drill them Nah, this life ain't basic, why? They know about me, if I get there, I'll turn them victim They dropping this, but no one's dropped, cause who you kidding? They know we're gifted, cause my hands ain't missing If we get chinging, then our name starts ringing We slap that boy, they ain't made noise, I'm still here breathing My team will tapped, if I see them, my fingers itching them boys ain't with it, so please stop the fibbing I'm moving right, can't even lie, been living different If he takes off his fucking belly, he'll get missing We still here wishing, can't wait till they start spinning Like Sticky said, revive the ops, these kids don't listen So for my block, I'll make it hot till they ain't living but We built different From many blocks to turn up shows, they know we're with it They talk online, we make them run, them boys ain't winning if I step back and do that music, young boys drillin' Nah, this life ain't basic, why? We built different From many blocks to turn up shows, they know we're with it They talk online, we make them run, them boys ain't winning If I step back and do that music, young boys drillin' Nah, this life ain't basic, why? We built different From many blocks to turn up shows, they know we're with it They talk online, we make them run, them boys ain't winning if I step back and do that music, young boys drilling. Nah, this life ain't basic. Nah. Hello, 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 everybody. Feeling fresh, feeling ready to rock, feeling ready to drill all the way up to the center of fucking everything. Oh, yeah, it's me, Big D, Daniel M. Pern, right here, welcoming you to. A fresh, brand new, exciting, delicious, most scrumdiddly umptious episode of Bar Talk. Episode 64, to be precise. 64, not quite nice, but we're getting there. Yes, it is good to be back this week on what is a very rainy Melbourne week. As we come into that real fucking wet springtime weather. Oh, I am so, so bloody excited this week. We've got 12 phenomenal tracks and artists to get through, as well as a great little interview happening halfway through, but I will tell you more about that later. What I am going to tell you right now is what you came off. A couple of great, awesome tracks 
Young Six right there with Built Different. And before that, Tomorrow People with Give It To Me. Oh, yeah, give it all to yourselves because these tracks are going to get you right into the mood. I mean, Tomorrow People. Now, for those of you who are familiar with the name Tomorrow People, it doesn't surprise me at all because we have played them before on this very here show. In fact, back on episode 37 in February, we played one of their previous singles. And the cool thing that this New Zealand band is doing this year is every month this year, on the first Friday of the month, they're releasing a new single. So this month's single is, as I said before, called Give It To Me. And it's good to play them again, I tell you. Just, I mean, talk about having some absolute stellar horn work to start us off. Those lines are silky as hell. I love me some silky brass, folks. I mean, tomorrow people are, when you think about the absolute kings of NZ groove, just, you know, the fact that they had these beautiful, beautiful, golden blended vocals there throughout pretty much the whole chorus is just phenomenal. It shines. It absolutely shines. I loved it. Just it was I thought it was a good song. Not quite as poppy as we go for the start, but I thought it's good to keep it nice and just silky for the start. Like that you cannot get better. Honestly. Give more to me, because that's just giving it all. After that though, whoa, built different by Young Six. Drilling it right up with this one. This guy is a 18-year-old drill rapper from Sydney, and I tell you what, knows how to give us some nice and atmospheric production right here. I have to admit, actually, I was trying to listen. I was thinking, is this what I think is a real trumpet sample going on in the background? I don't know whether it's real or a synthesizer. I, I can't tell, but either way, I love it. Just added this really cool touch. But apart from that, though, just the flow on this one, it's nothing too in your face. It's nothing too over the top. It is a very rhythmic, paced out flow. Makes it very easy to follow along to and relatively easy to listen to the lyrics, which I know it's hard when you're rapping to to make it really well enunciated. But Young Six is definitely built different. He He knows how to make things easy for us old boys to understand. But yes, as I was saying before, Young Six is a young uh, rapper from, I believe, Western Sydney, and he's really, really, oh, he's really shining right now. He's, um, I like this. I like that he's going for like the the suit and tie thing, neck down. But above that, he's got the braids going back. So it's like party up top, business down bottom. I like it. Uh, apparently, he's got a music video out for it now, so I might have to check that out at some point. But he's, yeah, got a nice little following. As I say little, apparently he's reached a million streams, which, you know, good job. (laughs) But uh, he's got, he's just got an absolutely insatiable hunger for putting out track after track after track. And apparently his fan base keep asking him for more and more music. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a bright future ahead of this young artist. Yes, we are going to be doing an interview a bit later, which I will tell you more about the artist soon. Before that, however, we have two, well, two more phenomenal artists and two more phenomenal tracks to play before then. Moving things actually early on to more of the, playing a few more rock, quite a few actual rock tracks that came through, both indie and otherwise, and I had to stuff them all in, which actually works really well for the artists that we interviewed this week. But right up first, The Predators with their new single, Taking Fire. Now, The Predators are uh, 
three members of the original Powderfinger lineup. And they, as of today, as of release, so this this Friday, today, it's out now, released their debut record, which is called Everybody Loves. Uh, go and give that a stream if you're interested. But this this particular track is pretty cool. I liked it. I see they've been releasing a few singles lately, and this one has really grabbed my attention. It's a, it's a great it's, – it's not a particularly – Overly complex rock and roll song, but it just really nails what it's doing. It's just, it, there's just um, the elements there work really well. You've got a phenomenally well chosen tone in the guitars, uh, provides this great sort of four to the floor bass to build up from with the percussion going on and the drums. And then because of that simple setup, makes the change into the chorus way more prominent and really focuses on that hook. And I mean, when you've got the experience that these guys have. And apparently it took them like a decade and a half to put this record together. So go figure. It sort of shows how much, you know, how, how well you know your craft. But yeah, just it's it's dead on the beat. So you can tell these guys have experience. Good stuff, guys. Um, give it, yeah, as I said, give the uh, record a spin. And by the way, that actually reminds me, if you like any of the songs and the artists that you hear on the episode, same as every other episode, as, as I always say, go and follow them. Go and follow their socials. Give them a like, a, a subscribe, a, a comment, because it helps the algorithm. I know we've mentioned this a few times, but the algorithm is king. It's the same for us. So make sure you comment on Bartok's posts too. Sometimes I feel a bit lonely when I have to post to, so, you know, pe- people will like them, but they won't comment, you bastards. Comment more often, guys. However, I digress. After that, we are going to play a thumping dirty track called Fast Machine by Sydney Garage Rock Band Before the King. Hell, the bass work to start us off in this one is dirty as hell. I love this. It's got so much tone. Talk about the other song having tone in the guitars. This had way more, way more tone than it had the right to be in the bass. And that's what I like. Um, there's, it's sort of you'll, you'll hear it's relatively speaking, it's a it's a very repetitive song lyrically. But that said, because of that repetitiveness, it has the effect of making everything sort of sound entrancing, and you almost get lost in the the vibe of the song rather than what the song's about. I mean, apart from that, when you think about it, it is a very straightforward song about a motorcycle. But apart from that, just you know, again with the sim- with sort of the simple, well done guitar work and bass playing. It's very reminiscent of the Arctic Monkeys, especially with the the vocal stylings of the lead singer. Now, Before the King are, as I said, a Sydney-based outfit. And uh, these guys are real, I guess what you can call it, just just a real tight sort of knit group. Apparently, this was the first song they wrote together. And now they're getting uh, quite a bit of love. So, apparently, they're also going to be releasing a music video for this one soon. So, keep an eye out for that on their uh, YouTube or wherever, I guess, they put it out these days. The song is, of course, out, out now. And that one is c- courtesy of Good Intent. So, one of our one of the newer added PRs that we've been dealing with. So, yeah, great stuff, guys. Great stuff to all the artists that we're just about to play, which are, we're going to play them now, guys, The Predators with Taking Fire, and after that, Before the King with Fast Machine. We'll be back right soon here on the old Bar Talk.
G'day, this is Jay Stark from Heavy Reborn. You're listening to AMR.
Oh yeah, that was the chunky sounds of Before the King with Fast Machine. And before that, the Predators out to get you with their new single Taking Fire off their brand new record. Whoa, guys, 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 guys. Um, what am I here to talk about? Well, I've got a couple of minutes and I do want to mention something very exciting because, uh, well, it's actually not so much my excitement. I'm sort of trying to translate our station manager, Gareth's excitement about what his little baby he's been cooking up because he's been a busy fellow despite lockdown. Um, he's been busy finally putting together his uh, quiz show <laughs> that he said he was going to do months ago, which, to be fair, lockdown kind of fucked up our situation. But it's finally happening, folks. And uh, there's three episodes already out, which you should go and check out via our website, australianmusiciansradio.com, which is where you find anything AMR-related, bar talk and otherwise. But yes, it's the show's called AMR Quiz Fizz. And the premise is Gareth and our good friend Suze co-host or whatever this qu- music quiz show, largely about Aussie music. And we have a rotating panel of guests, you know, AMR and outside AMR. I think he's hoping to get artists in maybe if once, you know, things open up. Um, this week, for example, we had Jay Stark from um, Heavy Reborn as one of the guests. And, yeah, what happens is they, they usually play a few songs from artists that we've been playing generally on AMR. And then there's, like, questions, you know, about those songs, which I think is pretty cool. So, you've got to pay attention, you know. It's like the... Oh, no, it's like some whacked up musical version of Countdown where you've got to actually pay attention to what's going on. And uh, yeah, and there's also like other questions there that are just, you know, music questions that I'm sure Suze has done an copious amount of research on. But nonetheless, as I said, episode three's out now, the latest episode. Uh, go and check it out via the website. It's all the links are there on our, on our socials for it. Because uh, it is a lot of fun. I, I, I was listening to last week's episode, and I'll tell you what, it's bloody entertaining. They're doing a bloody good job at it, and it's um thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable to listen to. Hopefully, once lockdown ends and we've opened up a bit and I'm you know fully double back, so I'll be getting into the studio and we'll be doing- I'll be uh, hopefully guest <laughs> guest paneling on this one, which will probably- it sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's AMR Quiz Fizz, everyone, if you're not already- or if you already stopped paying attention, which, you know, is a bit of an oxymoron considering you have to pay attention to that show. I hope you pay attention to our show too. That's that's what I try and aim for. Although that said, with my prattling, I wouldn't be surprised if you tune out. <laughs> Nonetheless, what have we got coming up? Well, I said we'd interviewed an artist this week. Lo and behold, surprise, surprise. And that artist was With Blue. Now, With Blue, a few weeks ago, released uh, their debut EP, Pleasure Lies, and uh, they're they're a fun little Queensland art act. Um, bit of a you know circuit, a bit of a bit of a workhorse band playing the Brisbane circuit quite a bit. And we had a, had a lot of fun chatting to Tom, the guitarist from With Blue, about about the putting together of the record, especially about the the recording process because there was a bit of fun that we had chatting about the studio that they recorded in, which you'll hear about soon. We are going to play one of their uh, tracks off that record called Lately. Great track. But before that, we're going to play another Queensland artist. Fair bit of Queensland shit going on this week, as it so turns out. But the song we're about to play is called Tendons by uh, Queensland pop artist Paris Irwin. Now, Paris is a young artist from up in, surprise, surprise, Brisbane. And uh, they have been writing music, would you believe, since they were three years old. 
probably just a bit of a goo goo and gaga at that point in time. But I'm, you know, it's good to see that she's moved on from the uh, from that sort of stage to create very actually quite mature pop. And apparently, this song is a bit of a narration about. A sort of a the breakup of a toxic relationship. I love it. There's, there's always you can never there's never any shortage of, of song pop songs about toxic toxic relationships. Um, but particularly about this song, I really appreciated just the uh, um, the how well developed the bass frequencies are. Not not the bass instrument, but just the the entire the entire production sonic palette that's going on it's really focused on that low end it really sort of make means that it does sound distinct a lot compared to a lot of other compared to a lot of paris's contemporaries and i do appreciate when songs like this stand out because there are a lot of pop tracks that get sent in and we do have to deal we have to sift through a lot of them and it's important to stand out Apart from that, though, I, I kind of got a bit of you know here and there just hints of like 80s stevie nicks in the vocals and, and again a bit in the production, but great production, uh, courtesy of her co-collaborator. I think you pronounce him Fiki or Day as Fiki, F-E-K-I, and uh, reduced, produced in their home studio. So you know what? Nothing wrong with the home studios these days if you properly pad the shit out of it. This is recorded in a home studio, guys, and I don't even pad the walls. I just close the curtains and I uh, tell people to fuck off and shut up. That's that's the extent of my uh quote, soundproofing. However, exciting thing is, because they're not in lockdown, um, Paris has got an upcoming show next weekend at the Black Bear Lodge in Brisbane on, uh, I believe it's Saturday, but October 24th. No, sorry, not Saturday, Sunday, Sunday the 24th. If you're in Brisbane, go and check it out. She'll be playing apparently a few of her most recent singles. Great stuff, Paris. Keen to hear more. Well, why don't we play the songs then? If you want to get a bit of Paris, I'll give you a bit of Paris. It's Paris Irwin with Tendons. And after that, Lately by With Blue, with the With Blue, with you, bloody with it interview coming up right after that. So, yeah, let's do it, folks. Back soon on Bar Talk. Break. 
Hey, it's Tom from With Blue. You're listening to AMR. Lately, I've been feeling, got to saying that I'm on the wrong side of this game that we've been playing. I was waiting, now I'm wasting my time. Sometimes in my life I can't help lying But I guess I can't try Tonight, if it feels right I think I'll find another way to get by Folks, welcome back. It is me coming back to you with something that is so soon off your earlobes. You've heard it lately. So lately, in fact, it just 
satisfied your Brisbane-based indie pop rock four-piece vibes. In fact, these vibes are so strong, I'm seeing nothing but blue. And in fact, would you believe that is very close to the name of said Brisbane indie pop rock four-piece. The song's called Lately. The band is called With Blue. And they are a Brisbane indie pop rock four-piece who've just released their brilliant debut EP, Pleasure Lies. Um, it's a four-track EP for a phenomenal four-piece. And uh, I'm here with a bit of foresight with the brilliant lead guitarist of said outfit, Tom from With Blue. Tom, welcome to the show. Welcome to Bar. Thank you. Thank you very much, Daniel. It's my it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I, th- I think I've uh, eased us in nicely to that. <laughs> I think, yeah, that was that was uh, very very smooth indeed. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to stay serious. I can't. It's I'm feeling very relaxed right now. I don't know about you. I've got got a beer in. We were talking about this before we started the interview. Got a, going having a couple of beers. Got a nice beef brisket cooking in the background later for dinner. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm now, relaxed. So. You guys just don't understand. Lockdown's treating me well. <laughs> Far too well, wellera than it should be. Because if I was, if this wasn't lockdown, Tom, and I, I'm sure you you understand this perfectly. If this wasn't lockdown. You know what I'd be doing? I'd be getting, I'd be getting on the piss, seeing some random ass music gig, and not mm. living my life to the fullest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. I. I. I can. Uh, I. I definitely believe you there. But I'm. I'm glad we could ease the <laughs> ease the pain a little bit with uh, with our, our our music. I'm just trying to make the. Bl- I'm just trying to soften the blow, so to speak. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm, nonetheless, the song was beautiful. It's a lovely Thank composition. You. I want to say well done on releasing the EP. Thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah, very very exciting couple of weeks it's been. It has been a couple of weeks since release. We are late on the late on the uh, late in the game, you know. <laughs> but as they say, good things come to those who wait, and I hope good, many yes. good things are going to come through uh, via this chat today. I mean, firstly, it must be a, it must be a pleasure, and it's not a lie. It must be mm. a pleasure having that EP finally out there. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. I mean. Um a lot of the songs we've had sort of in the bank or been chipping away at for a little while, a couple of years. Um, we did a lot of the writing last year, so and we've been playing them live for ages as well. So to finally have them out is is um, pretty surreal and a bit of a relief. Um, and it's also a bit weird, you know, you, you kind of, we're so used to these songs, but a lot of people just hearing them for the first time. So that's really cool to get some some fresh opinions on it. Yeah, I was going to say, and tell me if, tell me if it, if I'm wrong, but you guys had your little uh, EP show the other day too. Yeah, yep. So um, just shy of a week after the release, we had a, a launch show um, at a venue called Black Bear Lodge in Brisbane, um, which, yeah, we, we were very lucky to not, you know, for it to not fall into, you know, a period of <laughs> lockdown or restrictions. I mean, we were pretty sure that something was going to happen, but for some reason it didn't and it all went ahead, which was awesome. Thursday, I was going to say, September 23rd it was. Uh, yes. th- Thursday night, so it is. Thursday's an interesting night to do an EP launch. You know, it's not – I find that when you've got weekend EP launches, they end up being a beer, beer-induced beer mess because everyone everyone's <laughs> not working. But Thursday night, 
it's sort of yeah. this interesting sort of halfway point where we're not quite at the end of the week, but we're getting close. Yeah. Really, but it's sort of an interesting – it's an interesting vibe. Usually you get usually you get quite an attentive crowd on a Thursday because they're in that, that, in, that sort of interesting space between the two. Well, firstly, how was, how was it to put yeah, it out I mean, there on the, the, that launch? Um, it was great. I mean, like, you know, our, our, our fans, friends, family, whatever you want to call it, who were there, um, were, were keen to get on a little bit, have a pretty good time. So, um, despite it being a Thursday, oh no, I think Thursdays are, are on the, on the come up as a, as like a, an events <laughs> sort of night. I love it. I've always loved it, a can, Thursday night thing because you can only get away with it. I was going to say, you can only get away with it if you're up and coming because if you're, if you're already established, <laughs> Thursdays are just not viable for you, but, but oh yeah. But if you get in there, you're still in the up and coming stage. The Thursdays are great. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd like to say that we chose it and it was the perfect, you know, day and everything. But the reality was also that we probably weren't going to get booked on a Friday or a Saturday at any of the venues we wanted to play at. Um, so, but no, we were super happy to do it, um, and yeah, we ended up selling it out, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, we had dancing back and stuff, so everyone was able to to really get into it. Um, we added a few new songs and new covers and played um, sort of the longest set that we'd done. Um, mm, we talking like a cheeky, well, something like a ninety minute set or something. Oh, it was <laughs> not that long. It was an hour. Okay. Um, yeah, we're not doing like Bruce Springsteen hours here or anything. <laughs> um, but, um, well, we'll get there eventually. Maybe the next EP launch, we'll try and try and push it. Do it. Do a three-hour set, you know, why not? <laughs> also, because we don't have enough songs. But I guess we could just probably repeat it a few times. I don't know. If people are drinking enough, it probably wouldn't matter. So the, they're the 10-minute uh, jazz breakdown comes yeah. into it. That's where yeah, they come yeah. in handy. The singer, Jared, the singer, he can walk off stage for a bit, go get a beer or something. We can just we can just vamp on something, some terrible jam that we come up with. So this, I, I knew a band that that was literally their sh- that was literally their shtick. <laughs> really? There was this set. Yeah, every set they they would put it pencil it in that the the leads the lead singer would go to get a drink and then uh-huh. this sort of bass <clears throat> drum breakdown. And it, it's it's like, yeah, yeah it, it's it's funny the first time. <laughs> mm. I mean, look I, again. It's a, it's a gimmick. Yeah, you know, gimmicks are going to get repetitive if you're too familiar with the band. But I mean, it's, there's there's worse gimmicks that you can have. It's um, true, and it's hard because you, you're playing for fans, but you're also playing for people who m- might be their first show. So you know, you, um, say, do you guys have any, any you know quote gimmicks? Any gimmicks? Hmm. Not 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 particularly. Um, so I feel like the best ones don't come on purpose. You don't plan them out. They come accidentally. And go. This is actually not a bad idea. Yeah, I think we've got to kind of wait for something to come to us. But we did have – we played with another band who did sort of – they ended up finishing early or they had some sort of times that band called the Funny Jams. Um, they've got like a full horn section and saxophones and stuff. And so, at the end of their set, they're like, oh, we can just like keep playing if you guys want. Um, and so, they just do like a 20-minute jam on mm. – Chameleon by Herbie Hancock and they're just going around each doing solos and then they've got a mate in the crowd who also played trumpet like hadn't like practiced or anything and they're like like fuck it just get on stage come play come play solo no, why not um it's that kind of stuff yeah very very organic um but yeah well 
have to see what what crazy ideas we come up with. So that's pretty standard for the jazz world. But then when when this like band this sort of this this band that sort of sits on the edge, you know, they might be rock and jazz, and they had a rock gig. Mm. It does yeah, stand yeah. out, doesn't it? I think so. There was a. Um, I mean, we've probably been a bit discouraged from from the jam because we went to um, Jungle Love Festival this yeah. year, which is a festival, yeah, up in Queensland. Um, and they have a jam stage, like a twenty four hour jam stage, um, mm. which is just going for the three days. Wait, what? So um, just, like, just like there's always someone on the stage for the three full days. Literally always. Literally, like like you go on three a.m., ten a.m., like whatever you want. There's there's usually at least four people on stage, if not more. That's awesome. Um, That's an awesome concept. It's great. Yeah, they have a, they have a drum kit. They have like keys and synths and microphones, a couple of guitars, like kind of everything you'd want. And so, but it's a real mixed bag because you, you go at, set, like you, you're always sort of walking past it and it's the only stage that's open late at night as well. Um, so, you know, you see some of the best jams you've ever seen when you have like a, you know, it so happens that a bu- bunch of amazing musicians are just on stage. Um, but then, you know, the 3.30 a.m. shift on the jam stage when everyone's coming down pretty hard, um, you can also see some of the worst jams you've ever seen, um, <laughs> which is an experience in itself to watch a, a jam, like, hang together by a thread as everyone's off in their own world doing whatever. Um, and it's still going, you know, it never stops. So that's the, I guess, that's very impressive that it never stops. Um, but, yeah, you gotta got to be a bit cautious when you walk past it. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, if you're not there, you're not going to see the magic. There's a certain magic mm-hmm. about that sort of late-night jam, and I've I've been in a couple of them, and you've got to be in the mood. There's got to be – you can't be – you can't be fully sober, I feel like, at those ones. If you're not – Yeah. If you haven't plied a couple of drinks, and I'm, I'm when you say that makes me think of a time, this bar um, in Belgrade that I used to go to every now and again down here in Melbourne, that mm-hmm. we went and then the band – They'd finished their set and then they just started jamming with whoever was in the crowd. And oh, I don't yeah. know how I, I'm not normally the guy to get up, but I had drunk enough whiskey that they'd made me get up and play this guy's strat. And <laughs> the guy that owned it, he put these, he dug in the frets. It was apparently his thing because he liked having the big, the sort of the dug in frets for the bending. And oh, I was like, wow. I can't play this, but I still had a proper crack, and it was a lot of fun. And then my friend, who's not musical, goes, "That was that looks so awesome. You look like you're having so much fun." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," because I was drunk, but at the same time, <laughs> but you could barely play <laughs> this I, instrument. <laughs> oh, and yeah, probably the few drinks didn't help. But you just like, it's like, okay, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it simple, but I'm gonna just like, yeah, get, get rowdy. But it, yeah, it was well, yeah, good, I mean, good times. But as long as like, yeah, particularly something like. You know, at a festival, if you're pretty drunk and everyone else is probably pretty drunk who's watching, it's it does take the pressure off a little bit. <laughs> it takes the pressure um, off a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's a it's a great kind of atmosphere. Yeah. So, so what was the festival called? It's called Jungle Love. Um, so it's it was my first time going. I think it's it's been going for a while, and I think they had to cancel it. Yeah, like like last year, and they sort of. Weren't sure if they were going to get it up this year. Um, but honestly, one of the most relaxed um, and just like enjoyable festival experiences I've had. Um, just because everything, like, there's not a lot of policing in terms of like what, like, alcohol you're bringing in and that kind of thing. Um, but that actually means that there's just like, there's not that much tension around. There's obviously lots of staff and people mm. like 
mm. there to help out, but I didn't really see anyone needing like, you know, you go to some festivals and there's like people everywhere needing like intense medical uh, supervision. Um, but it was strange. There was like babies yeah, no, there. No, no like, illegal strip searches of un- underage, no. underage girls, New South Wales yes. police. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could probably take note. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> That's about. As, that's about. You, you told uh, you. We we said we're going to be careful, not get too political. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not a hyper political band, so I, I don't know if they'd appreciate <laughs> me saying anything. To, but that's to, all we're going to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was it was great. I don't know. Like also going to a festival with not heaps of expectations about who we're going to see because I didn't know a lot of the bands playing. So you just like walk around and you discover some it's incredible stuff just when you just don't have an agenda. You don't have to like, you don't have like a list of bands you got to try and jump between. And it's also a small festival. So, you know, walking from the, the, the campsite to the main stage wasn't like a, you know, couple kilometer hike like it can be at some of the bigger ones. Um, mm-hmm. So... What is yeah, it in? I mean, is it in Brisbane at proper, or is it out of town? No, so it's in. I think it's Imbul, which is sort of yeah, a bit more in like north and and inland, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's it's a bit more inland. It's got like a little kind of creek there, and I think it's sometimes used as like a campground, like a school campground sort of yeah. thing. And then, um, yeah, it turns into into like a festival. They might hold a few festivals there, um, but yeah, great for like a smaller um, festival. Well, I was going to say, is there ever been? Have you guys ever played any of that festival circuit yet, or have, is that is that a market you guys are keen but yet to tap into? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. We would love to. Yeah, we would love to get more involved in in that sort of thing. But most of our shows have been, yeah, just the smaller like headline shows, and we do like a lot of support um, support shows for other local bands, stuff like that. So yeah, we haven't quite um, cracked into the the festival circuits or anything um but yeah hopefully i mean we have been gigging a lot more this year so because last year because of covid and also just because of where we're at as a band we just um didn't really gig a whole lot um funny that but we've <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like a familiar story you might be uh, hearing um, it's a tale as old as time time being <laughs> yeah. uh specifically starting march 2020 <laughs> yeah fuck seems like it um <laughs> so <laughs> uh but yeah this year we've been we've ma- i mean we've been lucky like in um being in, in brisbane i guess but we've managed to be to um gig a whole lot um and so yeah maybe now with this release and you know if we've got some more stuff coming out sort of next year we can try and get more into that i mean i feel like it'll be a lot of fun just to play in a, a lineup of you know a bunch of great bands and yeah just be there and that side of things with the let's let's talk a bit about the ep because <laughs> In yeah, all seriousness, yeah. as much as I, as much as I'm sure you love, you're talking about your dreams and aspirations of different festivals <laughs> you'd love to play. Yeah, bring me back down to reality, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you guys obviously have done, you know, you've done the EP and it's come out. Tell us a bit about that process because it doesn't really. Look, I'm gonna not, not gonna lie. You've been a bit sparse on the details in terms of preparations, <laughs> guys. I have no idea how you guys put it together. Normally, there's a bit <laughs> of a. Oh, it was done by this person in this studio. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, okay. you've given me nothing. <laughs> you guys are trying oh, well, to just just, keep the mis- mystique going. Yeah, I'm trying to keep the mystery alive, you know. So keep people guessing, keep you guessing. Um, but 
Yeah, well, I guess we, we sort of started it last year. Um, and to be honest, like with COVID and stuff, like it would have been awful being, you know, a band that had like a big tour planned or they just released something or they had like a whole lot of shows. Um, it wasn't the worst time for us. We didn't like, we were keen to kind of get more into a writing phase anyway um, and like writing and recording. So, you know, when we we're in sort of lockdown stuff, we ended up um, having a pretty consistent like demoing process. So like a couple of us have like small like home studios just at our place. And so we just sort of have a Dropbox full of sort of half songs that, that mm. you know, someone had thrown up and then we'd, you know, one of us pick one and take it and kind of add parts to it and just, we'd have these demos um, just slowly developing and building, um, which was great to have that kind of space and, you know, one member could take it away and add and basically turn the song into uh, to align with, like, their vision for it um, and then bring it back to the band and then kind of reassess it. Um, so that was, yeah, really cool. And so from those, from that period, I guess, we kind of ended up with these four songs i mean initially we were initially only going to record two and maybe three but it ends up being yeah. four yeah. um so we yeah by the time we got to the the studio so then we yeah we like we planned to do three at the studios we went to heliport studios which was on the sunshine coast i was gonna ask um, where you did it yeah so i was when usually when they <coughs> this is a bit of background notes for you folks but industry insight when they usually don't <laughs> indicate well, where they've done it, it usually means that they've self-produced it Oh, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, so, you guys so did, you went to the Sunshine Coast to record it. We did, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like we, we, we self-produced the demos, but we were kind of like, oh, we'll probably just take like, yeah, we'll, we'll take them to like a proper studio and then get that whole treatment. Um, yeah, ends up going to the Sunny Coast. We probably should have, it was kind of an hour, hour and a half drive each morning. So, we probably should have stayed there, but we ended up just making the trek each day. Um it's it's if any further and you you wouldn't be worth it, would it? Yeah, but an yeah, hour and exactly. a half. It doesn't sound mm. so bad. It's not. It's not the worst thing. I think after by we got to by the time day three rolled around, we were um, a little exhausted, but you know, can't really complain because we were just like it was pretty fun. So, how many days um, did you end up taking to I do was it? Just, it was three days. So we rocked up oh. with plans to do three songs um, and. The guy, so the the engineer, um, guy called James Russell, sort of, we rock up there and he's like, he's like, no, I got three days. Let's let's do four. Let's do four. And we're like, oh fuck, we don't. Oh, I've got to think of a fourth song. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but it just so happened, we kind of had one in, in the in the back pocket that was sort of a simpler one. So we're like, and it worked out well because it meant we could release it as like an EP as opposed to like a double single or something like that. Have a bit more to put out, considering it'd been like a little while since our last release. Um, and yeah, so we, we, the studio is wild up there. It's like, it has like all these different rooms mm. kind of spread out over this big property. Um, and the name, so Heliport, um, yeah. we like realized pretty quickly why it's called that. Cause it's got a helipad out the front or out the back, whatever, oh. for whatever reason. We didn't see any helicopters, you know, land, deliver like equipment or whatever, but so, it's just chilling there. So is it one of the, yeah, look. <clears throat> you tell me the way you describe it, you know, studio outside of town, big property, helipad. There's got to have been some pretty well-known names that have graced, graced yeah. the studio, the sound booths of this said studio. <laughs> yeah, it's there, there were a couple. I think um, 
John Butler was probably one of the biggest ones he sort of talked about. So he had mm. some he had some photos of, of recording John Butler there, which is because that's is what you do. Cool. That's what you do in a studio. You get you walk inside the the foyer, and there'll be photos of people that have recorded mm. there, surely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the the first single we recorded, Daisy, which was in 2019, um, that was done at uh, Airlock Studios, which mm. is uh, Ian Hogue's studio from um, Powderfinger. Mm, mm. Um, name that name that so, yes, name that that's been circulated a bit. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you might have heard of them. Um, so um, yeah, and so you walk into that studio, and it's like, oh yeah, I've just got like all my arias are just like sitting on the, the mantle. <laughs> and it's like, all right, all right. <laughs> Where else are you going to put them? No, I know. What are you, what are you gonna do? Like, there's, there's no practical reason. Like, you get, I, I want an award, merit, I want an award show where they give you actually like a, I don't know, a glass, like, like the R is what they use, like a glass shard. Why don't they give you pint glasses? Yeah, yeah, right. That you can that you can use wine or glass or something. Like I know, I remember one year the, the local badminton club that we were involved with. Yeah, they gave us wine glasses. Yeah, that's all right. Now, At least it's kind of practical. Yeah. So if you really feel like it, you can still act like it's a piece of expensive crystal, you go. There's my badminton award. Or you can be practical like me and go. Well, no, it's a free wine glass. Uh, and run. Yes, you run the risk of smashing. Yeah, the uh, the yeah, the twenty crystal. the twenty twelve uh, Daniloqua New South Wales Badminton Club uh, top singles uh, for badminton, you know, Division yeah. A. But you know what? Says <laughs> so he buying a new wine glass. I don't, and they probably wouldn't be too happy if you tried to ring them up for a replacement. Explain, explain what happens. With well, they're going to go. What, what, you broke your you broke your award from from eight years ago. What what, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. no, there were a one off thing. No, we're not making you another one. <laughs> you, so, the, you go in. This is not like if if you're thinking that way, Tom. You're obviously very ignorant. Like, no, you don't go into it. You break your award. Going, you don't. You yeah, don't go you into just, it thinking I'm going to get another one. Yeah, that's no, the risk that's you run. You want it done. That's true. It's true. So a chalice is a better idea in that case. <laughs> Oh yeah, sound a bit more sturdy. Yeah, that that's that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. See, I racing's mean, got this damn pat with the with the cups. Um, so you can oh, drink champagne. True. Yep. Or even just like World Cups situations. Yes. You know, you can probably fit a few bottles in there. To be honest, you can't um, put champagne in it. I don't want to be involved in said competition. <laughs> that's my that's my foot down. Yeah. <laughs> Says yeah, that so as like, I don't know how to drive. Once. Well, I don't know how to drive a Formula like, One. Yes. I don't know how to oh, yeah, okay. don't know how to ski. <laughs> yeah, but but badminton apparently is the way to go. <laughs> um, yeah, well, well, no, nah, no, I, I don't even remember what the ARIA award looks like, but there are a bunch of them. Um, oh no, they've probably changed over the years, but I remember the last few years they've been like a shard, a glass shard. Yeah, it's something abstract like that. Which I is only useful in terms of a home invasion. Let's face it, folks. <laughs> It's gonna True, be, well, and to be honest, if you're not, this, here's my rant coming. <laughs> if your home gets invaded, folks, by some random robber, what where you go, what's the nearest, most convenient item to grab? It's whatever's on the mantelpiece. So, yes, <laughs> glass shard may potentially be useful for self-defense. That's true. And if we're all in the studio, so there's four of us, five of us, and he's probably got about that many eyes, so you can share them around. Everyone gets one. <laughs> it's, a group ep- it's a yeah. group effort, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you get the job done quickly. With- <laughs> <laughs> quickly and efficiently. Yeah. 
Gee, that's a little incriminating, actually. Maybe that's why the, that's the scandal piece you wanted. Um. <laughs> that's all right. You can easily, uh, that's the other use, use for crystal. You can easily bleach it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was. Hmm. Where yeah, were we? Maybe Ian knows. Yeah, I don't really remember. <laughs> so, Ian Hoag's studio, um, you were saying? Yeah, so that was just, that was for the, the first thing that we did, but then, yeah. Uh, Heliport was was um for certainly for the up, certainly stepped up the antics in ter- terms of location by the sounds of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it like, was, and you may have your arias, but you don't have a yeah. helipad. Yeah, exactly. We come you know, back to me did. when we can dock an air blimp at your <laughs> your studio, and then we can talk. Yeah, I mean, we did half expect uh, James, the engineer, to be you know airlifted in and out each day, but fortunately not. Um, <laughs> so it seems like it was. No longer in use, or it wasn't in use at the time. Um, they, they didn't mention as to what what it used to be used for. I don't think so. Uh, not to my not to my memory. Um, probably would be would be useful, but I think it was. I mean, like he didn't uh, he didn't own the property. I think the the guy who owned the property was just um, a very wealthy person. I think and just sort of had a whole bunch of st- and used the property for a whole bunch of stuff. There are like lots of other sort of buildings on the oh. this property that we that we didn't um, sort of get to see in. So yeah, a bit of a mystery place. Seems like a bit of a lair, maybe like a kind of a, a villain's lair type yeah, I was, thing. I was thinking, yeah, Bond Bond villain lair. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> and just. If a Bond villain wanted to make some music on the side or something, their passion. Um, oh, it's all about the publicity. Yeah. It's all yeah, about the good yeah, PR. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then they can push out their yeah, EP, Bond villain EP. That would sound like. You don't expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to do a 13th take on that guitar line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But on the topic of recording, mm. you had so you ended up doing four days, four days straight of this thing. Doesn't really leave yeah, you with much leeway days. in terms of wanting to get things done. A song a day is not a lot of time. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty crammed. I think so. What helped us was because we had that whole demo process um, earlier in the year. Um, it basically like all the parts were pretty much laid out. I mean, I know like some people. Um, obviously if you have more access to studios and money and stuff, you can book out a studio for two weeks and you can spend a day, you know, mm. mucking around with like uh, your guitar tone or, um, doing a, a, you know, a vocal take for a song or something. Um, but yeah, cause we didn't really have access to that. We just made sure that in the demo process, we'd gotten like all the parts down, um, and the tone, we had like a pretty solid idea of how it was all going to sound. We just wanted to, um, Make it sound, yeah, more more professional and and pack more of a punch. Um, but yeah, it definitely did mean like we just did all the drums on the first day, um, maybe a bit of bass as well, and yeah, just like kind of smash it through. Guitar takes were yeah, we had to like we did practice a lot beforehand to make sure we weren't you know fucking mm. up every other take. Um, so yeah, I mean a lot of the guitar stuff ended up just sort of being like one takes through, um, which is alright. I mean it was pretty layered and and. We were pretty used to playing them, even just playing them live. We'd, we'd been doing um, a fair bit, so we were able to. But it was stressful, it, particularly adding that fourth song in. Um, and the so we had like a so Kali, our drummer, hadn't joined the band at the time, right? Um, so we had like a session drummer, 
um, Max in. And so he was a champion because, yeah, he, you know, we tell him on the day that he comes in, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing a fourth song that you haven't heard before. Um, so, <laughs> um, but he was great. I mean, he was an ama- amazing drummer. So he just yeah. was able to pick it up pretty quick. And, and, um, and yeah, he was, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we pulled it together in the end. But then we had a few more mixing days and half days and stuff just in sprinkled throughout like the weeks after then. So we sort of did end up going up again just to be in the mixing room and, um, give some kind of some, some notes and feedback to James and stuff. Mm. I was going to um, say with with that, because you were so set on everything before you came into the studio, was it a case of you guys having to bring up your own gear? Um, yeah. Amps, heads, that sort of thing. Or were you pretty um, – did you have to put your faith into what equipment was there in the studio? So we brought definitely like our own guitars and pedals and stuff for – because we sort of figured out Toro and that kind of thing. Um, he the, the studio had like a bunch of uh, great amps and stuff that we were more than happy to use. Um, and, yeah, obviously, like uh, he had a few other toys around, other pedals that we could try in case we did want to like experiment a little bit. Um, and I think Max ended up bringing like his kit, you know, because he, he was used to his his drum kit and playing on his drums and he brought – he was super prepared. He brought like a – a carpet, like his own carpet with markings on it as to where the kit is going to go and stuff. Yeah, so we're just yeah. rolling that out before we get oh, going. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. Um, so, yeah, he was super prepared. He had his, his sheet music and, like, he even, like, filmed a bit as he was as he was doing his takes. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was mostly mostly our own kind of gear. Um, but obviously they had all the, the expensive microphones and all that kind of stuff. That Oh, yeah, never bring your own microphones yeah. to a studio, no. folks. I feel like you get a weird look from the engineer if you're like, yeah, I want to use this like $50 eBay mic that I <laughs> have been using at home. Hey, um, don't diss don't diss the $50 eBay mic. Oh, no. Also, it depends on what sound you're going for. Like, they may not yeah. – you may have your authentic 1940s, you know, <laughs> yeah, cardioid and you go, no, son, whatever, whatever fucking – you know, Pro Tools plug-in you've got has got nothing against this bad boy for my harmonica solo. <laughs> yeah, it's true if you're going for that, yeah, more kind of lo-fi approach. I mean, yeah, those kind of mics have served us well at home. So, maybe maybe it's overrated. Maybe we need to bring down yeah. the big expensive studio industry. <laughs> oh, look, yeah, blues has been... Blues has been dissing the expensive studio industry since blues was a thing. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, that was obviously not your intention with this. I, I, I hear yeah, no, yeah. I hear no <laughs> southern sounds in this like, song. We did record evening. all this stuff on expensive gear. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, it's uh, okay. Yeah. Your, next, your next EP can do a full th- full 180 that's that's fine with us yeah usually usually bands go the lo-fi thing first because they're starting then they go more professional but we're gonna go the other way we're gonna sound worse and worse with each album <laughs> in terms of the production quality um i think that'll really you know each <laughs> confuse some people each successive release driving more and more people mad yeah yeah but there'll be a small you know section of people who who are into it and yeah They'll they will consider it a genius masterstroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> really bucking the trend. That's the tag make it. <laughs> so what's what's it like working together as a now that you've got your four piece you've got your four four piece current lineup set up now, what's it like working mm. with the others as as a band, putting the songs together? Or putting yeah, you know, writing them, that sort of thing. It's yeah, it was definitely sort of 
um, really nice to get um, Kalia in on drums because we could sort of relax and um, and figure that out, I guess, figure out how we all would, would sort of work together. And I guess we still are because cause she didn't play on this EP, so the, the stuff we're planning to record later is, you know, she'll be on it. And so she's had a lot more creative say in her, her um, parts, which is great. Um, and so... Yeah, we're still we're getting back a bit back into that kind of demoing phase, um, and sort of becoming like early when we sort of first started the band. It was very much like um, so Jared, our singer, he'd he'd bring he'd have a pretty much a full song, and he'd sort of have some ideas of what it would all sound like to kind of get us going. That's sort of what 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 sort of started the band in the first place. Um, but it's become a bit more collaborative in the sense that he. he might just have like a half song or like someone will have a chorus idea or some little thing that they'll take to the band at that stage, you know, mm. before it's fully fleshed out. Um, and that's nice because then you can kind of pick the the songs or the um, ideas that jump out at you and then, you know, decide to spend the time um, fleshing those out yeah. and making it into like a full song. Um, and so, yeah, so then it's – definitely become more like someone might take a one person will write the the choruses and someone else might come up with a bridge idea Mm. and then all our own parts we tend to write but you know um me and so will plays bass and he writes a lot of guitar parts as well that he comes up with um and so yeah it's, it's pretty collaborative uh we don't do a lot of I know some bands like to write in like a jam, like a lot of bands are just yeah. in the studio, just, just play something and just kind of come up with a song, which has it's never really been the way we like to work. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like you're just um, eating into a lot of time and you might get a couple of cool ideas out of it, right. but we sort of like to like come up with something beforehand before you kind of take it to the band and then think okay. about the song as well. Yeah. So is that is that just you? You've tried it and it's sort of you've never really gotten anything out of it? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not fair to say, like, we, we haven't maybe given it um, sort of as as good a try as we could. But I think it's also the style of music. Like, there's some, I think some genres and, and particularly more, like, dancey or funky genres or jazz stuff, like, all that kind of stuff could really benefit from that kind of writing, like, writing a jam, getting ideas, you know, songs that sort of, evolve adding different elements to to like a central groove um that's kind of stuff seems like it would work really well um but i guess because ours is more leans more into just like pop pop Mm. structures and Mm. and songwriting um it's kind of works more just to think of the song as a whole what are the verse going to be in the choruses and and stuff but that have been obviously sometimes if we can't come with a part like if we need a guitar part for say the bridge or you know the post chorus or something sometimes we'll jam that bit you know we've already got the song in we'll just jam it and then like i'll try a bunch of crap ideas and then like you know land on something good after a while so that's that stuff's good um but that's usually later on in the process with uh, so then is it a case of that everybody has pretty comfortable writing for the band at this point in time or do you find that people are more they, that certain people in the band are more comfortable being the primary initial songwriters and then uh, other people more better with roles of adding additional bits afterwards. What's the dynamic there? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I would say that Jared is still um, 
still sort of the core of he'll often be the one to start the idea and and he's definitely um writes most if not all of the lyrics so that that um and that has a big effect you know just because i think um i mean personally i find it hard to write lyrics for someone else and i think some people um not this is not necessarily him but some people don't you know find it difficult to take lyrics from other people um if it's sort of quite personal they find it easy to sing about things that are that they've written are more personal um to them so and we're usually yeah we're like more than happy to to let him take that side of things um um so yeah in some ways yeah if you're looking lyrically at the songs that's sort of he's sort of where the core of that comes from um whereas the rest of us sort of on the musical side of things um we're sort of a bit more experienced in that area and we like to take the charge a bit on that um so yeah but i suppose a song often does start with some chords and some lyrics or like a melody uh so in that sense i guess like a lot of bands it usually comes from the singer to Mm. start with Mm. do you think that lyrics are an important part of setting the tone of the song like does that when you find out so when you've got an understanding of what the lyrical either the content of the the song is or what maybe the themes of it are does that sort of skew then what you know musical choices you make to complete the song because you know what the song's about lyrically yeah i, I think it would i mean jared's very he's good at, at establishing a tone in, in the chords and mm. stuff early on that, that that match what he's singing about yeah um, yeah but it definitely does, like, we're not going to, you know, if it's like a melancholy song, we're not going to try and, you know, shove it into, like, a dance beat or something. Um, <laughs> so, which, you know, although that could be cool. I mean, you know, never say never. Um, but Dancing on my own? Exactly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of good dance tracks have come out of very sad themes. So. <laughs> Just the position uh, is as old as the hills as far as the songwriting technique is concerned. So I feel true. like, Tom, you're digging yourself into a lyrical yeah. hole here. If Jared was I here, he'd be tutting you all the way to the <laughs> all the way true, to the, all the way to release day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I probably spoke too soon, but um yeah, I, I think we do have a bit of that in mind. Um, but also it's, I mean, you don't want it to constrict you too much. Like oh, like with me, even listening to a lot of music, I, lyrics are often one of the, the last things that I get stuck into. Um, and so it can be good to get a bit of distance from and have like a general idea of what's, what's going on lyrically. Um, but, you know, if you get pigeonholed into I, this is kind of a sad song, I have to write like a sad it's got to have set piano in it or something <laughs> rather than like a fuzzy guitar, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, because we, we wanted to experiment a bit more anyway. So, I think, um, yeah, unless it's it's not making any sense at all for the song, I think we'd keep it pretty free, pretty open. Fair enough. Um, mm. What's um, coming up for you guys as you sort of move into the summer and into the new year? What, what plans are we looking at at this stage? Um, so, we've got a... a bit more a couple sort of gigs lined up sprinkled throughout nothing really more in terms of the the ep release like we had our ep launch gig so that's mm-hmm. all kind of out of the way um so we're back into uh we want to keep up the momentum of this release because it was a while um between this release and the the one prior yeah um we're keen to keep it a bit more constant regular particularly because we have a lot of songs you know we've got like enough material for yeah our live shows and stuff. So we have a lot of songs that we haven't um, recorded yet. Okay. Um, mm. 
And so, yeah, we've, we've got a few of those in particular. We're sort of working on three songs at the moment with um, a friend of ours who's a, a producer. So mm-hmm. that's been kind of cool. So, we're, so that's a bit of a different process because rather than kind of self-producing it and then going to like a studio um, to record it, we're um, working with uh, this producer in kind of the early stages. Yeah. It's been yeah. great because he just brings like – a lot of unique ideas and even like this instruments that he can play that we can't. And so in different like perspectives in terms of the genres he likes and stuff that just adds some cool flavor to it. So, and then it's just about sort of honing it all in, um, bring it together and then we'll get to the um, recording stage for those songs as well. It would add a interesting, um, in- interesting element, I guess, to something maybe that definitely doesn't seem to be something you guys have explored up till now. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which was kind of always the plan after the after the the um, Pleasure Lies release was to see what it's like to work with a producer in that really experimental phase. Um, yeah, just because you know it's more collaboration, and obviously you know you you can't have too many cooks. But I think it's a lot of these songs are at a stage where um, they're pretty solid and pretty happy with them. But we think they could be really great if if um with a bit more fine tuning and a bit more yeah unexpected mm. elements added to them um mm. and uh and it's great i mean it's also you know we we think we've as songwriters i think we've developed a lot since the writing of the songs that are on the pleasure ep i mean we love these songs but it's um it's that weird feeling of you put out this EP, but you've got all these other songs that are newer and fresher and you're really excited about them. So it's like you put out an EP and you're already ready to just get onto the next thing, which is great, you know, to keep that um, momentum going. Yeah, keep the creative juices flowing, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, that's right. Um, it sounds certainly interesting and it will be cool to see you guys put out some more tracks in the coming, yeah. whenever it is, I guess, that they <laughs> eventually get around to releasing it. Yeah, we'll see. We're thinking hopefully early next year there'll be mm. there'll be something on the horizon. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it's um great to have been going and chatting a bit about the process behind the EP that's just been put out, which again, as you mentioned before, is called Pleasure Lies. Out now wherever you wherever you can stream music, guys, go and give it a stream when you get a chance. But we are gonna play um the final track on the record, which is called We're Still One in a sec. Because uh, you were telling me beforehand that this was, uh, you know, this, you know, put aside all the pre-planning you guys had done, all the meticulous thought-out process that you, you'd thought about for this EP, you decided to put an extra song on the record. <laughs> so, tell us a bit about that and what the hell, you, why the hell you decided to add this song in. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was partially, you know, uh, a, a bit of pressure from from very ambitious James, who was our engineer, um, which we ended up appreciating. I mean, it's great to have four songs out instead of two or three that we planned. Um, so, yeah, we, we didn't really think we had it in us, but we ended up, it ended up being okay. So, he was sort of like, oh, yeah, like, just get a four song in there, you know, we can mm. we can knock it out in three days, like, it's it's doable. <laughs> I mean, he's experienced, so we're like, well, fuck it, we'll just trust him. Um, and so, but yeah, it, it turned out, we had this song that we had, we had sort of worked through it, and it's kind of, I mean, I guess you hear in a sec, but it's kind of... Um, it's a bit more of like a folky country kind of feel to it. And it's quite simple instrumentally. Mm. It's really mm. acoustic guitar, dri- uh, driven by acoustic guitar, um, which uh, Jared had, had his part down. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it was nice to have, and in terms of 
you know, getting a drum part together, it, it also works for that because it's a, like it's a simple drum part. It, all it really needed was, you know, some kick drum and like a like a tambourine, a bit of shaker in there to give it some atmosphere and some body. Um, and I think um, a lot of my guitar parts were sort of written either on the, during the recording se- session or, or or just before. Yeah, um, yeah. But I ended up being quite happy. Like as the song kind of gained this folk like aura around it, I, I sort of did some kind of country-esque sort of guitar lines and stuff, which ends up fitting really nicely. Um, and uh, and then we ended up doing a lot of like backing vocals at the end, which was cool. That was like James kind of suggested a lot of um, sort of doubling and call and response that we could add in at the end. Mm. Uh, which which gave it a lot of heart and so it was interesting it was one of the songs we kind of had and it felt like a half idea but once we um finished it and out of those elements like it's sort of become one of my favorites from the from the ep and a lot of people like it it's a really sweet song um and having added all those elements it's suddenly sounds a lot fuller and it's, it's quite a personal song and um yeah it's it's this really nice way to to finish it off so we were happy to get it done that's it. Yeah. Look, if you know what, it's a happy coincidence, a happy accident. It's always a winner. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to play it right now. But I want beforehand, I want to thank Tom for coming on. Um, thank you for for being, for I guess sharing your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Peek behind the veil. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no. Thanks. Thanks so much, and all the best to the band. Hopefully, um, you can get you get you guys down here at some point. Yes, oh, yeah. Mel- old Melbourne way at some point in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, that, yeah, another talking about big dreams and stuff. Yeah, tour down the East Coast in Melbourne would be would be amazing. Um, so, yeah, hopefully not too far away. But yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. No, pleasure, pleasure. And all the best for the what the future has to hold. Tom, we are going to go out on the song. Can you be a doll and, and tell us who you are or where you're from and. What's the name of the song? Um, so this next song is called We're Still One. Um, I'm Tom. I play guitar in With Blue. It's from our latest release, Pleasure Lies. I guess I started about a month ago Booking tickets, planning to see the show I got the feeling when I started rubbing your nose And I know I talk too much when I'm high and have a habit of watching the world go by I guess I got something else on my mind
Hi, this is Shakira, and you're listening to AMR. <laughs> oh boy, that was good. No goodbye, that was by Harry J. Hart. And before that, we're still one by With Blue. Tom, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for dealing with my shenanigans. But uh, thank you, Michael, as well, from Evergreen Artists for helping us put that one together. And well done, guys. Make sure you go and check out their new EP, no, um, Pleasure Lies, which is out now, folks, wherever you stream your music. And uh, if you're in old Brisbane town, whenever you see them playing next, go and watch them. Now, uh, 
Guys, I think we better talk about just a song that we heard there, just a cheeky little tune. As I said, it's a Harry J. Hart song, and his latest single, No Goodbye, which is off, going to be off his um, upcoming release, his upcoming record. Um, Harry J. Hart is, again, another Queensland act. Again, a lot of Queensland acts. And, and actually, this song was courtesy of um, Footstomp, who a few of the songs we've actually played this week are, are theirs, actually, or oh, sent in by them. Um Harry J. Hart is uh, a very accomplished musician who has uh, won many accolades. His EP, which is called Holding On For My Life, is out now. And as I said, the song is off that EP. Now, the song itself, folks, was particularly cheeky because it's one of those ones where it sort of catches up on you without realising because it's whilst there's nothing wrong with the song, let me, let me reassure you of that, as you just heard. It does kind of just get better and better without any excuse for it doing so as you just continue on with it. So, by by the end, it's just going all out. Um, there's a very, very, very cool sort of matching up of this multi-layered vocals that covers different octaves. Um, I, I found that it paired really nicely with the bass when I was listening to it. But just overall, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Harry – He's a phenomenal vocal talent. A phenomenal vocal talent. And go and give his um, go and give his EP a stream if you're keen to hear more. Uh, I'm sure you won't be saying goodbye to this artist anytime soon. He apparently has had a uh, just had a launch show up in his base in the Gold Coast, but will be playing on November 12 in O'Scalligans in Brisbane to celebrate the EP launch. So again, if you're in Brisbane, he's very lucky right now. They're Experiencing so much good music and so many good releases. So if you're down there on the day, go and grab yourself a ticket or, you know, go and uh, just rock up. I'm guessing they've got door tickets. I don't know how Brisbane works. Never been there. Now, I'm going to transition into talking about one of the other AMR sister shows, Heavy Reborn, because we are, as we always do at this particular time of the episode, stoic things up just a little bit. AMR Heavy Reborn are just going full throttle, as always. Uh, they came out last week with their most recent episode, having a chat to We The Hollow, featuring a few of their singles, as well as, as always, playing some awesome heavy and metal music uh, from a different job, a bunch of different subgenres within that area, and uh, from a bunch of great artists that are putting out those awesome tracks throughout the country. Uh, please go and uh, give them some love because it is cur- it is courtesy of the phenomenal team of Jay, Carly, and Mick, with a bit of Gareth as well, you know, mixed in for good measure. And they are very much a tight, cohesive crew, as I always, as I always, never fail to mention. <laughs> but nonetheless, you can listen to any of their episodes now on AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. That's AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. If you haven't already been there, just go and check out. They've got their own Facebook, AMR Heavy Reborn on Facebook. They're very active on there. It's good good times. Good times, everyone. So I'm pretty sure um, as of release, they may have put out this week's episode. So keep an eye out for that. I say, sort of traveling through as we talk about Heavy Reborn, I say this is a good point to mention it because we do have the pleasure of playing a couple of heavy artists right now. Uh, we're going to be playing up first the new single from WA band Pinstripe called You and I. 
It's a great alt rock track, an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal song. It is just very power chord heavy, as you would expect, and I feel like the use of those excessive uses of power chords just channels the energy from the vocals you're going to hear just fabulously. I feel like this song, and this is probably why I've picked it, just ventures very slightly into power ballad territory, which just, you know, will always hands down make me a fan and certainly has in this case. Apart from just like the, the soaring chorus that's going on, which again, probably explains the power ballad thing. It's just a great, again, a great use of dynamics from that quiet verse to the absolutely thumping loud chorus. I feel like that just probably helps with making the chorus sound even more epic than it probably probably has any right to be. I like this. I like this. You and I is the song, as I was saying before. It's out now, along with a music video where they've got the fire brigade coming out. <laughs> now, I'm just having a look here. These guys are not just from WA, but they're from Albany. It's been a while since we've had an artist played from Albany, and it reminds me of our uh, good man Joshua with his EP entitled... <laughs> By the same name, because you know, mainly because of the reasons being that he made it in Albany, so he's got some good competition here from the uh, the local local legends pinstripe. Um, after that, though, keeping things nice and chunky with Dead Shows and their new single Baltimore. Don't feel worried, guys. These guys aren't from the US. I haven't slipped that far into desperation quite yet. These guys are from the Central Coast. I'm assuming by Central Coast, they mean of New South Wales. I I don't know any other Central Coasts around Australia, but I digress. Uh, Dead Shows are cool little four-piece punk outfit from that part of the world. What did I think of this one? Well, you'll find it from the intro. It is uh, (laughs) a very 90s opening. Just, yeah, look, bloody... Bloody listen to it. It's another track where the vocals is going all out in the chorus. And uh, it's got some great prominent drum work, which I think anchors the rest of the track really nicely. There's a, a cool little guitar solo actually going on as you move on into the song. It's nothing too fancy, but I tell you what, it sure does highlight the rhythm nicely. It's, it's nothing too shreddy, you know. Sometimes you don't want too much shred in your in your guitar solos. You just want, want something that just accents as I say, that rhythm well. And it, it certainly it certainly ticks all those boxes there. So great stuff, guys. Great stuff, guys. What have um, Dead Shows been up to? Well, I'm sure these guys are going to be having some shows coming up as things open up. Uh, but apart from that, they are just, I guess, really loving... <laughs> Loving the attention, I guess, from all the uh, from the likes of various media outlets, including us here at AMR. In particular, this song has a bit of a bit of a, got a bit of an inspiration from one of their gigs. As all good band songs do, where uh, apparently some some audience members were being right wankers, which I, I do think actually makes some good makes for some good inspiration. So perhaps we should be encouraging more punters to be wankier, you know, on the dance floor. Get some good riffs written about you. Yeah, I think that's that's probably what we can. That's probably the takeaway we can we can get from this particular <laughs> this particular song. Which uh, talk about taking away. Let's play the songs. Pinstripe right now with you and I. I'll tell you what. I'm very excited. And uh, dead shows. And maybe that's an inspiration from all the uh, lackluster shows you play as a band when you're starting out. I'm, I'm sure their upcoming shows will be most vibrant. However, the song's called Baltimore, and it's by the band Dead Shows. Yeah, 
Okay, let's let's do it. Let's plan. I know you wanna start this war and try and settle off your scars. And nothing ever goes away. This voice is always in my AustralianMusiciansRadio.com
silent disco Discovery of life was in the sky And the reason that I stopped my cause Was waiting the longest for the fall The way the towers change The building never stayed the same Back, it's me, the big Daniel, right here on Bar Talk on AMR or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming back to you with them stoinkers, dead shows with Baltimore and pinstripe with you and I. Hoo ya, hoo ya, yeah. Now, 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 now. Um, it's what we got to talk about of what's um one of our other the other AMR shows that's going on. I'm, of course, talking about Far Q Radio with Grumpy and Skeet, um, putting out some great content. These guys bloody love having a jam and a chat to local artists up there in Cairns. 
Uh, actually, really interestingly, if you know, it's quite interesting, the, one of their most recent episodes, episode 17, they um, featured a cool uh, artist called Celestino, who they've played with a lot before, who plays a lot of pan flute, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, they've uh, so that came out the other day, but they've, as of recording, today released a brand new episode as well. So uh, please go and check that out when you get a chance too. Again, you can find that on the website, australianmusiciansradio.com. Do I need to tell you any more times? Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, uh, we've got... Right, coming up, because I want to get straight on to this, and I'm sick and tired of these Queensland artists taking up my entire episode, <laughs> speaking of speaking of things located in Queensland. I'm sick of them being open and not in lockdown. <laughs> I want to feature some, some shit that's going on on our end of the world. So, it's, uh, we've got a couple of Melbourne artists coming up for you very shortly. I'm going to start talking about them right now. Uh, first up is... Uh, a song called Avalon by a Melbourne indie band called Major Planes. Now, who are Major Planes, you ask? Well, they're a four-piece indie Melbourne rock band. <laughs> and they've got an EP coming out on the 12th of November called Big City Blinking. Avalon is indeed one of the tracks that's going to be off that upcoming EP. And uh, what's there to say about these guys? Oh, they're a four-piece, as I said. And they formed a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, well... Tell you what, uh, already selling out the retreat, which for those of you who are local to Melbourne know that is, you know, no no laughing matter, but they've played all over the place. These guys are really sort of fast becoming, you know, staples of the Melbourne touring circuit, if you can say that. In particular, about what I enjoyed about this song is, uh, well, I mean, it, it's one of those songs that puts the uh, puts that chorus and reverb heaviness and does it correctly um actually got a, I, actually in particular i did like there was the chord progression in this one um probably my favorite of all the songs this week very nice very nice stuff going on there but it's a good example of a song that sounds very australian you know i don't know if it's the the vocals the vocal delivery the accent that's put on with that or whether it's the sort of the content of the song or just the feel of it i, I don't know but when i was listening to it i kind of got the feel that I'm, I'm heading down to the surf coast. And, and I'm sure the guys at Major Plains would have experienced this being within easy driving reach of that part of the world. But I'm talking about the area around Torquay and Ocean Grove and Bells Beach. Um, with the, there's like a bunch, and it's just coastal pines all the way along the big road, and it sort of moves on then past that into the Great Ocean Road. But yeah, I kind of was imagining summers where, you know, um, and I've, I, I can think of this particularly because I've got family down that way where we do go to the beach, and the drive along there is just, yeah, quite a hilly, but um, quite a good drive getting through there. And you just, on a good day, it's just beautiful weather. But, you know, just it gives me, but this song in particular just gives me the idea that everything's just so relaxed, you know, um, and uh, very, very in chill mode, you know. You go to the beach, you're driving past the aforementioned coastal pines, and you've got the feet out of the window and the windows down, and the wind's brush, you know, brushing through your hair, and you're getting bugs and all kind of shit in it. But you don't care because you're going for a good time. Um, probably got your boogie or beach board or fucking surfboard if you're so inclined in the back seat or on the roof rack and you know today's going to be a good day you know hopefully going with good friends you know so um maybe maybe i'm feeling i've never felt reminiscent i've never felt like i need to go to the beach i'm not like beach person generally but uh this song makes me want to go to the beach so good stuff guys good stuff i'm looking forward to the ep 
again coming out on November twelve. Hopefully, we'll be seeing them back. Maybe at some of the uh, some of the classic Melbourne venues they've come to know and love. After Major Planes, though, I'm very excited to be playing this one. It's a song by uh, my good friend and associate Stephen Heath and his brand new single Freeze. Now, I'm really excited to play a bit of Stephen because I've known him for a little while now and we've, um, we've shared the stage a few times. He's a great, great solo singer-songwriter uh, that's you know a bit of a workhorse musician, both in terms of the gigging and the, and the playing. He's just one of these great artists that has the ability just to want to and is able to play with everyone he meets. And I absolutely love it. He's such a community-minded musician, and not only that, is putting out some writing and putting out some great tunes. And I'll tell you what, this one is an absolute standout as far as his singles I've seen him put out so far. The song's called Freeze. It's a little bit different to what I've heard him put out, actually, so far. Um, got a bit more of a, you know, and I say for his his thing, funk. We just like there's a little bit of funk touches in this one, which but it doesn't go over the top, which is what I like. It's it's a very very res- relatively restrained, but that kind of makes it uh, all the more all the more mature. I uh, particularly liked how like there's a sort of con- constant flickering guitar hammer ons and offs going on throughout the whole whole track. I don't know if it's a, a if it is being if it's being played all the way through, whether it's just a sample, but it really is cool and adds to sort of this nice focal point to the 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 production. Apart from that, though, I thought he did some very good, got some very good multi-tracking, and this, I like how there's this call and response thing going on. It's been a while since I've had a bit of a call and response vocal track thing going on in someone's song, and it's quite refreshing to hear it here. But yeah, great stuff, Stephen. I'm keen to see him play again live when uh, things open up, so I'm sure we'll be seeing each other sooner rather than later, Stephen. But good job on the song. And on that note, let's play some notes that are pre-recorded by the following artists. Major Planes with Avalon, Stephen Heath with Freeze, right here on Bar Talk.
this is Kim. You're listening to AMR. by Stephen Heath. And before that, Avalon by Major Planes. Oh, welcome back to Bar Talk, guys. One more round before we wrap up like a Christmas present. Ready to be wrapped. I've been told that you've got to start uh, <laughs> on the subject of Christmas. I've been told you guys have to start thinking about your Christmas presents already because apparently the uh, delivery delays are going to be quite strenuous this year. 
So fucking good luck trying to deliver shit in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not my fight. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't do Christmas presents. It's like, here's some money, guys. Here's a gift card of your preferred eatery. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, no, um, we are very much getting to the uh, rapidy uppity end of things, if you want to use that terminology, guys. And it's about time I tell you where we are and what we're up to. Well, what are we up to? We're 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 everywhere you can get your podcasts, guys. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, bloody Google Podcasts. They're all podcasts. Everywhere you get everywhere you stream your podcasts, guys. But um, if you're not sure where the hell to find us, start with the uh, AMR website. That's australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk. Or you can go to shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk. Please make sure, too, you are bloody hell. You're bloody you know, liking us and following us and everything else on our socials. For AMR Australia, it is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Bar Talk, we've got our Facebook page, of course, and the YouTube channel. This is where you can find us every week. I say this every week, guys. I need more follows. <laughs> How self-centered am I? No. Uh, give us some follows on our socials and give us a sub a subscription, whatever you want to call it, review, a like, and a follow on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Again, algorithm helps with it, you know. Do it. Do it because I said so, folks. Do it because I'll give you a kiss when I see you next. A COVID safe kiss, perhaps with masks on. <laughs> but no, uh, loving loving everybody that's been uh, following us on our on our socials and uh, on wherever you get your stream streaming podcasts. I know we've received a few new follows on the old Spotify, so thank you everyone that's been doing that. And if you are listening there and haven't followed us, what the fuck you're doing? Go and do it uh, now. We are going to finish on a couple of two two tracks. Two more relaxed or soulful or loving tracks, I guess you can say. First artist is an artist, another Melbourne artist, called Velvet Bloom and her song Run. Now, Velvet Bloom, would you believe, is an artist that I have shared the stage with many, many, many moons ago. I had to remind myself when it was. I don't actually know when it was. I can't find the old event. But like it was we're talking five years ago now, I um uh, I shared the stage with Velvet Bloom at a place called Compass Pizza at some random Tuesday night songwriters night, and uh, she's <laughs> she's definitely grown beyond that. She's um become quite a quite a hefty got quite a hefty following and got quite a hefty song catalogue out as we speak. Well, I suppose you can say hefty. She's got singles coming out. I I don't know what's going on as far as EPs are concerned. I'm, I'm sure she's got stuff going on, but in terms of this particular song, Run is her new single, and uh, it's out now, of course. Only just recently released, and it's a great soulful track. Um, it's devilishly, actually, I would say it's devilishly smooth. Very much a whiskey drinking song, which I do appreciate. Um, I don't know what it is too. There's this sort of slightly off tone or off tune synthesizer or keys instrument going on. I, I don't know how it works, but it just does, and I love it. Uh, really, actually, it's just everything just sounds so relaxed, and I guess the off-tune, the slight off-tuning makes it everything sound more relaxed than it probably should be, but it's good. It's really good. Um, and then, you know, at the end, it comes in with this gorgeous guitar solo that just, you know, sounds so effortless. I'm so jealous, Velvet. So jealous. Um, when we did play, I, I, had to go, I had to go fishing in my, um, my my CD cabinet because I remember on the night she gave me one of her um, her CDs. Now, Velvet, if you're listening, it was your bittersweet 
release from like five years ago, and you weren't even called Velvet Bloom. You were just called Vel- just called Bloom. Uh, so it, it's cool to see artists that you, you know that they've just were just starting out when you played with them really develop into their own in the years preceding or the years since. I, I mucked up my mucked up my words there. The years following is the correct terminology. Apologies for my fucks up fucking up of the English language. <laughs> I can't win at this. I cannot win. Um, but yeah, great stuff, Velvet. Keen to see and hear more. Uh, I was just looking through her socials. Apparently, she's just had her um, single launch rescheduled at the Night Cat. So keep an eye out for that. After to finish off our our sensibilities is the Adelaide artist, so South Australia represent for once in this episode, Naomi Keat with her new single, Green Hill, which is going to be on her sophomore album coming out apparently later on this year. I don't have any more details. That's all I have, folks. Don't go and hound me in the comments about this. But yes, a Green Hill is, as I was saying, the latest single from Naomi, and it apparently details the uh, comings and goings of living in a shared house. In the lockdown COVID times, which I find a little bit, a little bit much, considering Adelaide's had, I think, in total ten days of lockdown since the start of last year. So I, <laughs> these people over dramatizing everything. I swear to God. <laughs> but no, I love this song. It's great stuff, Naomi. In particular, um, I just, I just like how there's this this period of piano chord hit that just accents each chord that. That's played, and I just thought it suits the song really well. Uh, apart from that, just the very solid finger-picked acoustic, apparently three separate tracks of acoustic guitars, which is very, very good. But just all the way through the song, and it just yeah, adds this sort of nice, sort of consistent layer to build up from. Uh, again, another song this week just showing great Aussie storytelling and great and very Australian diction in the way she sings. So, I mean, <laughs> nothing wrong with uh, having a voice that sounds like where you came from, which I do particularly appreciate, especially when a lot of Aussies tend to try and put on an accent when we sing. A lot of the time unintentionally, but uh, I don't know if it is intentional or not with Naomi's singing, but it sure does suit the themes and contents of the song's lyrics. So really good stuff, Naomi. Keen to hear more from that forthcoming LP that's going to be dropping soon. Ah, now, um, I want to quickly thank, before we do leave, the business and community partners for AMR. I am talking about the following awesome organisations slash businesses. Drum Power Music Factory Direct in Bayswater, Suki Lounge in Belgrave, Batten Sacks Legal and Stark Audio and Graphics by our very own Jay Stark. Guys, thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure having your unfiltered company and listening to my unfiltered solo escapades again. We'll be back next week, definitely. We've got a bunch of interesting and very exciting artists that I'm keen to be interviewing over the coming weeks, and and everything's going to remain under wraps until you hear me promote the shit out of it in the coming weeks. So, yes, please keep an eye out on our socials for everything AMR and Bar Talk related. Make sure you go and stream and give us a bit of love on all the socials. We're going to take yous out now on some beautiful songs. Velvet Bloom with Run. She really just cruises through the song, and I, I, I'm so jealous. <laughs> and after that, Raising Mountains 
with the song Green Hill by Naomi Keat. It was the only segue I could think of, guys. Don't at me. Actually, do at me because it gives us a better chance on the algorithm. No, goodbye, guys. I'll see you next week. Love you all. Good night.
Place the bread and jar, pose the water I wipe the table and put things in order Jar lights the candle and sand, puts the music on We speak a language, we somehow learned it I turn the stove off, we nearly burned it Lucky there's more than one of us keeping guard You already know what I'm thinking and feeling I try to hide it, pretty quickly giving Sam climbs the ladder and turns the projector on